Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Of course, the World Cup kicks off in Australia, New Zealand in just three days' time. There's about 4,000 fans travelling from Ireland to the tournament to support the girls in green. And in the run-up to the first match against the host country this Thursday, we want to chat to some of the people who helped get the Irish women's team to our first World Cup. And Tony Pouch is with us on the line today because, Tony, you coached Anya O'Gorman when she was younger in Bray in Wicklow. It must be a pretty surreal week for you. Yes, it is. It, uh, it's something I, never, I thought I'd never see, to be perfectly honest with you. And when you get to a certain age, like it, well, it's going to take every four years you qualify for the World Cup. So this year, was uh, it was good to see. Tell us a little bit about Anya in the early days. Well, Anya played on with the boys team in Enniskerdy. Uh, I think they uh, they are due a lot of credit for Anya's development because at the time it wouldn't have been easy for lads to take girls into their team, you know. And there's two boys up in Enniskerdy took Anya into their, uh, their their boys team, and then she came to a little academy we had here in Wicklow, and from there she came with me to uh, Salamars. Okay. Where she got her first international cap at 16, a senior cap. And so, she's been on the senior squad ever since. Ever since. How do you feel about Thursday? Uh, I think we've got something out of the game. I mean, we've played uh, Australia and Tala. Uh, we beat them 1-0. So I don't think there's any need to be afraid of them. And this is a, these are a great bunch of girls, they've great spirit. And that's what counts when you get out on the pitch. It's 11 again, 11. And who wants it the most will win. We'll get it. Alan I wouldn't is, be afraid. Yeah. Alan is on the line as well, Tony. Alan Moore is the chairperson of uh, Blessington Football Club as well. Yeah. This, is, this, is, uh, this was the childhood club of defender Louise Quinn. Alan, what was she like, I suppose, in the early days? Uh, well, I suppose I, I wouldn't have been a coach of of Louise's, um, but I, I know I know Vinnie and Eddie quite well, and they've said uh, she was just brilliant. Her athletic ability was was above and beyond, um, and she was just really really brave and always a standout. Um, they 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 really put a lot of coaching in, in, into into her defending. Uh, one of the great sayings was was the ball is just a bag of air. Just just go and stick your head in it, um, and she really took to it. What's the buzz like in Blessington at the minute, Alan? Oh, it's, it's it's getting fe- fever pitch now. Um, in the club, yeah. At, in the club and also in, in uh, along the village. Um, the club along with the FEI have done quite a lot of work. Um, all the local businesses are decked out in Ireland colours. Um, and I know there's a I, I know where Louise grew up. There's a huge banner um, spanning the width of width of our road, wishing her good luck. And I know there's more to come this week. So yeah, it's getting it's getting really good. Tony, at what stage or point, you know, do, do you rec- did you recognise and 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 did other members in the club recognise the talent that that Anya had? That she, you know, uh, from she- a very young age. Uh, I tell you, Anya was a very determined young girl. Uh, when you were speaking to Anya, she was she hung on every word you said. She'd do exactly as you asked her to do, and she was a very, very hard worker. She worked at every aspect of her game, uh, and that's what makes good players. 
Noel is with us too, Noel Gillespie from um, Milford United Football Club, which is Amber Barrett's first club in, in Donegal. Um, did you did you always know Noel and members of the club that Amber would go places? Yeah, well, I wasn't really involved in coaching Amber at the start, but when Amber started with us, she played with the boys under 10s, under 12s. And then with no girls team, but Amber, growing up, was a talented sports person, talented sprinter, talented, talented Gaelic player, talented soccer player. So Amber always had sporting ability and an abundance. So she was, she was always going to pick one sport to excel at, and soccer was a was a sport that sport that she chose. And it was always evident that she would, that, that, that she was could go places and yeah, and the McDavis team. When you look at Anya and Louise and Amber, like what sets what sets them apart from from everybody else? Obviously, talent. I mean, they've obviously got they've got the basic talent to, to talent, but and they've obviously made a commitment to to two Davies soccer team over the years and playing soccer with the League Ireland or whether it's playing with their clubs, and um, they're just talented push push people. I would say, yeah. I'm sure there's huge pride in Milford, is there? Oh, there is. I mean, I mean the, the town's buzzing with excitement. There's all the buzzers are adorned with Ivy's flags and pictures of Amber. And yeah. There's bunting up around the town and big boards from all the sporting groups. And everyone's just basically spent sending, sending um, good luck messages to Amber because she's out in Australia. So they're all letting Amber know that the town's behind her when mm-hmm. she's out there. And hopefully she'll have the experience of a lifetime. Like four thousand fans, Alan, travelling from Ireland to to the tournament. Like, what do you see, or how do you see the impact of this now in the next couple of months after the World Cup, and and the you know the, I suppose the, the positive impact it'll have on the sport here at home. It's going to be absolutely huge. Um, I know there's fever pitch uh, in our household, and none more so than my under ten. Uh, Claire, my daughter, um, you know, and my wife is a coach also. Uh, like, it always brings me back to the morning after um, we qualified. I think I heard Lisa Fallon on, on the radio. Uh, when, when Ireland first started getting to tournaments, you know, in 88 and 90 with the men's, she wished she was a boy, you know, just to be able to have a chance to get there. That's now not the case. A girl doesn't have to wish to be a boy anymore. She just wishes to play in a World Cup. Because you know, she there's an opportunity now. Before before there was no women's team uh, as such. So the pathway now, uh, you know, the lads are discussing about 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 Anya um, uh, and Louise as well mm. playing in in, in boys teams. Yeah. Now there's now now there's girls teams. Uh, you know, through clubs. So you, you don't have to play in a boys team you don't have to wish to be a boy mm. to be a professional footballer that pathway is there so that's the legacy now of, of, of this generation of footballers it's going to be absolutely huge Yeah I think Katie McCabe made similar comments didn't she around her, her favourite player was, was Damien Duff when she was grown up as a teenager exactly, so yeah. I suppose for, for p- female players now in the sport will have plenty of players to look up to Oh, definitely. I mean, like like I said, it's it, it's a better pathway. So, I mean, even here in, in Ireland, we have the the, the League of Ireland uh, women's women's national, uh, the the League of uh, the Premier Division. So, I mean, there's there's there uh, the game across in England as always. It's 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 huge there across Europe. I mean, Louise has had a great career 
which included going to places like Sweden and Italy. Like so, I mean, th- those th- that that career just was not there twenty years ago. So you know, it's it's only going to get better, which is brilliant. Tony, what's happening in Bray on Thursday? Like, are there any plans in in the town or in the club um, for people to watch the game, or who who will you watch it with? Well, I'll watch it on my own on, by myself. I, really? I I find it very hard to watch it with anybody else. Yeah, my wife locks the door locks me in the room and lets me off. <laughs> but I tell you, the club down the road, uh, Shank Hill, they're having some sort of a watch party. Now, I do a bit of coaching down there and I do a bit of coaching out in Glen Cormac, out in Kilmechanic. So I think, I'm sure they'll, the older girls will have a bit of a get-together, but it'll be, it'll be a little bit different than the little ones, obviously. Yeah. But no, I prefer to watch on my own because... I hate. I, I can't. I hate when there's somebody in my ear. You know, you can't really watch them. Yeah, man. everybody. Everybody's an armchair analyst. <laughs> oh, Jesus! Yeah. Uh, well, like, it's just that you can concentrate on what's happening. Yeah. You know, and you can see players. And, what? What yeah, about? What about? Much better. What about you, Noel? Is there anything special in Milford, or who will you watch there's, the match with? At the minute, we're we're planning to have a a watch party or such. Together, people take together to, to watch it, maybe in w- one of the local bars. And there's a, a premise at the top of the town, the, the Community Resource Centre, is have has opened their premises to watch the match as well. So, but a lot of people p- will probably watch it just at home, I'm sure. But I'll watch it probably watch it at home myself. But there is like there's buzzing with ex- excitement, and people are just uh, can't wait for them for, for, for the first game, mm-hmm. especially against Australia. And, the, the host nation, nearly one thousand. That it'll be, it'll be a, a great experience for all the all the girls out there. What about you, Alan? Anything in in Blessington? Uh, no, we've no we've no uh, grand plans now. I, I I'm sure everyone like like uh, the previous lad said, uh, will be just glued to their glued to their tellies. Um, and and we'll be I'll be hoping for a result. I mean, uh, all the pressure will be on on Australia being the host nation, and it's their first game. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully the pressure will be off um, off us. But with eighty thousand people, um, yeah, there'll be there'll be a bit of pressure there, I suppose. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be lots more discussion and analysis about this. And we want to chat actually to some of the Irish fans. Um, if you have family members or friends that are heading over to Australia in the next day or two, if they're not already there, do let us know because we want to talk to fans in, uh, fans in Australia uh, over the next couple of days as well. It's lunchtime live at newstalk.com. That's the email address if you want to get in touch. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.